This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right, my friends, what's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. I'm answering your jazz and music-related questions five days a week to help you become a better jazz musician, to feel more confident, to have a lot of fun playing music. We have a great question today. This one comes from one of our Inner Circle members, Kevin Pritchett, who asks, what's a practical way to recognize the use of of secondary dominance in jazz standards. I understand the theory, but don't know how to recognize them or how to actually use them. Great question, Kevin. So this is around the concept of secondary dominance, which is a music theory term to try to describe a harmonic shift or a harmonic substitution that can happen with chords in jazz standards, but of course, also in other styles of music. So I think it's important first that we define what a secondary dominant is. Best way to do that is just to talk a little bit about basic diatonic harmony, diatonic meaning in the key, right? So let's do the teacher's key, the key of C. Let's do what's called a one, six, two, five chord progression. Okay. Um, that means we're using the one chord in the key, the six chord in the key, the two chord and the five chord in the key, right? And that all comes, by the way, if you're brand new to music theory, it comes from harmonizing a major scale with seventh chords, right? And you'll recognize the sound of the major scale here. That's the one chord is major, two chord is minor, three chord is minor, the four chord is major, the five chord is dominant, six chord is minor, and the seven chord is half diminished. And if you don't understand all that, that's okay for now. But secondary dominance is something you're going to want to learn about later. So we have a one, six, two, five, and C, which is C major, A minor, D minor, G7, right? Okay. So the 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 one chord is always major. The two uh, sorry the six chord is always minor. The two chord is always minor, and the five chord is always dominant. But what a secondary dominant does is it takes another chord in the diatonic key center, okay, in the key of C in our case, and it does what's called tonicizing it. Tonicize means it makes it sound like it's a new one chord. Yeah, it gives this 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 feeling of now we're in a new key center. And what's the best way to do that? It's to put a five chord in front of it. The same way, you know, if we go G7 to C major 7, you hear like a, 
a tension and a release happening. So we want to do the same thing to another chord in the chord progression. So we're talking about a one, six, two, five. Let's choose the two chord. The two chord is D minor seven, and I want to tonicize that chord. Well, the chord that comes before it is the A minor seven, right? That's the sixth chord. So what I'm going to do is take this minor sixth chord and instead turn it into a dominant seventh chord. Because the five of D minor seven, which is the chord we're trying to tonicize right now, is A seven. So essentially now we have a five one relationship with the two chord. And so now it sounds like this. does is it adds more tension and resolution into the chord progression. So instead of that, we have more tension and resolution, right? So we're essentially adding a five chord in front of the two. We would call that dominant six chord the five of two. That's the type of secondary dominant we're talking about. So the question comes in now that we kind of gone over the basic music theory around the concept is how do you recognize it in chord progressions, right? And how do you actually apply it or do something with it? Well, first of all, in jazz compositions, a lot of times you're going to find this built into the composition. So for example, any rhythm changes... These are the chords. Right? The one and the six, the six is dominant, so it's a secondary dominant going to the two, to the five, to the one. So that's a classic example of the five of two in a rhythm changes tune. And so what you do is you understand the theory, but you look for it when it comes up in jazz standards, which is going to happen quite a bit. Here's another kind of secondary dominant that comes up in jazz standards is essentially what's called the five of five, right? So let's say again, we're in the key of C and let's say we have a two, five, one chord progression. That's the most common chord progression found in jazz. All right. Well, if we're doing the five of five, we would basically be adding a dominant seventh chord a quote-unquote five chord in front of the five chord, which is G7 in this case. So we basically taking that two, which is the D minor seven, and, and turning it into a dominant seventh chord. So now we have a dominant two, a dominant five, and a major one, right? And this comes up in a song like, uh, But Not For Me. Right? The first chord is actually the dominant two chord, or at least in the Miles Davis version of the chord changes. So you really just look for it coming up in jazz standards a lot. And and Kevin knows is one of our inner circle members. We learn a new jazz standard every single month. He knows about learning jazz standards. I also happen to know Kevin plays a lot of music and bands. So what you do is you just spend that time analyzing where are the secondary dominants, but also realizing, you know, when you have that power and that knowledge of how it works, you can look and go, hey, this is a six chord that's minor. I, if I wanted to, I could make it dominant 
you know? Instead, because we're going into the two chord later. Or you could do all secondary dominants, right? You could do a, a dominant six, a dominant two, a dominant five, of course, and let's make it a dominant one to make it bluesy, right? You can really add dominant seventh chords a lot in jazz, which gets to the last part of Kevin's question, which is how do you really apply them or use them, right? Well, the whole idea, again, is tension and resolution. So if I was just improvising over an A minor going to a, a D minor, well, I mean, it's, I mean, not to sound bland here, but like if we're just thinking chord tones going into the D minor there, so it's, right? Or if we're just thinking really bland, like all of it's in the key of C, right? Right? It's cool, but there's not as much tension and release. But if we're thinking about this being a five dominant chord, but we can add flat 13s in there, sharp nines. We could create really cool sounding lines. Like, let's do my pet lick. Right? There's our going into our, our minor two chord, but... Right? We're, we're creating all this tension in our creating tension into our lines because we have that dominant chord there. So jazz musicians have mastered the art of tension and resolution. So this is a really great way to do that is add more tension and resolution into the chord progressions themselves. All right, that's all for today's episode. Remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all. And remember that a lot of practice time isn't near as good as just a little bit of really good practice. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't want you to miss tomorrow's episode. It's going to be a good one. Happy practicing, and we'll see you over there. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.